Okay, with Julianne Martin, The Space Between Us is the short film. It's an animation film, played at the Feedback Animation Film Festival. Really interesting film. It's three minutes long. I can't help but think of COVID when I watch it because it's like, it's one of those films where it's like, you're even more lonely when you're with the wrong people. <laughs> and that's sort of how I, <laughs> I thematically summed up your film. Would you agree with that? Um. Yeah, it was, it was pretty personal. I mean, it's like a... It's a solo effort. I have, you know, the voices of like my brother-in-law and a coworker, but it was all based on like my feelings during the pandemic. Um, the time was very fraught, you know, like there was just a lot of tension palpably in the air. I was, uh, I boarded it during the lead up to the 2020 election. I remember I like went to Trader Joe's and got into a fight with like a couple there about, you know, wearing masks it just felt like society was kind of fraying at the edges, and and I felt you, so lonely. You pro or, or an anti? What was the what argument? What side of the argument were you on? Uh, I was with masks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I just have to ask. I'm just curious. Oh, I was I was pro. Okay. I mean, I did. I isolated. We isolated for you know the whole. No, I, I'm assuming. Or I just want to make sure that people <laughs> that that that's the, you know just to make sure. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. No, I wasn't like. <laughs> Going up to people and saying you're not free or whatever yeah. people do. <laughs> yeah, it's a conspiracy. It's like it's not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you did you did you when that happens? It's like we've all I guess most of us have been there before, where you're uncharacteristically yourself, like you're getting into conflicts that are not you, and it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I exuding my energy? Is that when a kind of caught you that maybe something is off a little bit or um I think just the cumulative effect of of not being around um strangers and having only really negative interactions with strangers while yeah. being told like you have to sacrifice everything for the sake of society but just feeling like no social cohesion at the same time yeah it, and you're, you're it seeing was a that lonely period no, you're seeing that online too, right? Like you're you're alone, but then you're also seeing all the interaction happening on social media and the and the the, the division, I guess the the change the division of ideology, the division of like how things are, I guess, right? Yeah, I felt like every all the pain that I was in was kind of exacerbated by only being able to see people and talk to people and, and get my reflections of what was going on in the world through screens, and so that's why I made in the film his uh his screen is like the biggest thing in the room you know it's yeah. it dwarfs him by this like ridiculous scale because that's how it looms psychologically yeah there's a great obviously there's a great uh them thematic within that era so so that that's like like it's yeah it really sums it up and it's like but at the same time it's like i kind of said that the, what the film is it's like this person who's death this person in space who's desperately lonely and just desperately wants to communicate with somebody right and mm -hmm. then he has the opportunity but then decides against it i guess right yeah i felt like he had to make a choice and um though it's not my worldview in general that you should reject people i have a lot of friends i have an active social life and i, I love people it was a really hard time to be away from them but it felt more true to the moment and to like the despair that I was in that he has to just send them away. Like, how could he <laughs> accept people who behave that way? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can't help but think of COVID when you're watching your film. I guess that's sort of even ten years from now, <laughs> people are going to relate to your film. It's got to get the got the, it's got that. It's, it's it, even the way it's animated. It, it will stand the test of time. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so you did everything. This is a one man, one woman machine. This is like you did this all yourself. You animated everything. Yeah, yeah, everything on screen I did. Um, I've been working in animation for like 12 years, um, usually in post-production. I've primarily been like a compositor, um, but I just felt so like my emotions were so extreme at the time. And I felt so removed from people because I was like working at home and in my like home office now um, yeah. continues to this day. And it felt like being on the moon. Um and I learned, uh, I was taking a class in, in Blender, which is like a 3D free software. And I thought like, I bet I could make an environment here. And uh, it just kind of turned into making the entire thing on my own. So you're, but you work in animation. You are on your credits, according to your credits, it says you worked on on the the, the, the great and classic BoJack Horseman. You worked on that? Oh show? yeah, I was, the I was the compositing supervisor for four years. So what is that? What is for people, the common person, what does that entail? Okay. Um, well, my grandma used to ask me what I did and yeah. I would say, you know, in the cartoons that like a director will say lights, camera, action. Um, my role is to be the lights and the camera and the animator is the action. Okay. So what is, <laughs> so, so you're, you're basically like, what do you, okay. What, is, what exactly do you do? What is that? What does that entail then? What does that mean? It means like um, adding in on BoJack Horseman. It was adding a lot of lighting and making things feel a certain way, like like tone and um, mood. Or? Yeah, tone and mood. Um, pretty much any lighting that you would ever see. Uh, it's doing effects, animating sort of non-character based animation, um, special sequences, uh, and then a lot of fixing stuff because the animation model is a lot of outsourcing. So what is that? How long does it take to do it? Would, would it would it take to do a, a an episode of BoJack? Like how many weeks? Um, from start to finish, or yeah, no, just like, like the the script is there. You guys are starting to work on the on the on the on the on the the product. How long does it take to like a, like a, like a TV show would take a couple months, I guess, like two weeks of shooting, yeah. some editing, some you know ADR work, and then sound design. And it's all done. Like. What's the animation process to make a TV show? Um, it takes like six to eight months, depending on the show. From do you one episode? First... Yeah, to go from from board to delivery, final delivery. Wow, it's a it's a huge endeavor. <laughs> no, I mean my my little my little film took um, you know six months over the course of two years. Yeah, so. Um, but that's that's like very unusual and, and it's pretty limited, you know, it's not like a million sets and places and, and pieces like a show with big crew. Yeah, it takes like six months. And it's like a, it's a machine, I guess. Right. Like the to do that, like. The, the, yeah, you're working on it for four years. That means that there's a certain rhythm that all everybody has. The team has, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually what was um, enjoyable about working on something independently was getting out of the machine. 
Yeah, because it's yours. It's it's you're you're the you're doing everything. So you're you're accountable for everything, I guess, right? Well, you also don't have to consider like how do I do this four thousand times. You can put a lot of um, love and attention into doing something once, which the television model generally doesn't allow for. Gotcha. So then tell so you you storyboard every so the the process for this film is that you storyboard everything first, kind of conceptualize the 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 back the 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 background the 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 spaceship and then the the characters itself. Yeah, I I um, had the idea in mind that like this guy is lonely. He would really like to be around people. He has a chance to. He makes a choice. Um, then I did the. Uh, you know, there's a difference between like script driven and board driven uh, work. So I didn't ever write a script. I decided to just board it from that concept and find the dialogue that way and find the beats, like find what happens. Um, and I, I just think that tends to yield like more creative and interesting stuff than having a script and being married to it. They're, they're both, they both have advantages, but that's what I prefer. So um, I made a board and then just kind of got into my own head and uh, didn't make an animatic, didn't like put, put it to sound and time it out for two years, <laughs> just kind of shelved it. Um, and then, yeah, made the animatic. And after I had it in animatic form, I had it in the language that I understood because I work in post-production. I don't generally do boards. And once it was like, this is a specific shot and this is the work that needs to be done to accomplish this shot. Then I knew what I was doing. I was on familiar terrain and just went from there. Gotcha. And you said you shelled it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind uh, of, it was, it was daunting to, to take on that, that kind of project on your own, you know, it kind of means your nights and your weekends are just going to be owned by mm -hmm. your little passion project. <laughs> So you're so you're uh, you're boarding it in September, November 2020, kind of like a very historically interesting time in, in, in life, I guess. Right. So like you said, right before the U.S. election, height of COVID, yeah. people think it's going to last a couple months or even a few weeks. And then it's like it just keeps grinding away six months later. And then you got this this like landmark election coming up and the world can change and, you know. Oh, there were like businesses boarded up, you know, in anticipation of like mass violence. It was not a good time. No. There's this dread everywhere. And um yeah, and then and so basically, like and like you said, it's like there's so much disinformation or like there's it's a polarizing time, right? Like it's a polarizing time now in the States, but it was like that's what that's was the peak of polarization of like divided country, I guess, right? Yeah, and and paranoia too. Like every time you went outside, it was like I don't know what this person's deal is. I don't know uh, what they think. Um, I don't know if they have the virus. So you'd kind of stay yeah. away from them. Um, and then having these interactions that were mostly negative. Like I feel like I decompressed by talking to other people. So I would in the past have gone to work and been like, "This crazy thing happened to me today," and gotten it out that way yeah and that was no longer available either so uh creative project was just the ticket yeah no it's listen i've like i've been doing this for a couple of the talking to people like yourself for a couple of years there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity that happened during this era right so 
it was like the the that was the that's the positive side of what happened during COVID. It was like there's a lot of product, a lot of a lot of people made a lot of creative work during this time, including yourself. So you did this the board between this era, like this this time, and then you kind of like when did you when did you decide to come back to it? Uh, I worked on a music video over the summer with my friend Alex Salyer, who's a very talented uh, director. And we just had a great time. And I I felt like, man, I really missed getting to work on a small little project like this. What about that film that I have just sitting on my hard drive that um, I didn't want to learn Premiere for? Maybe I should just kind of open it up and do it. Just do it. Um, so I, I, there was no like specific day or catalyst, but um, once I started working on it again and kind of shaking the rust off and figuring out what was going on, I was able to get back into it. And I think the project ultimately benefited from that time, um, the the delay, because I wasn't married to it anymore. I, I um, was able to get rid of things that weren't working or like change a couple of jokes here and there and make yeah. them better because I didn't feel that I needed to communicate about COVID, I was able to kind of like just take this general theme of loneliness and and just turn it into something else. So I think the project was better for having some distance uh, from that time period on my end. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that makes that makes a whole lot of sense, right? Because you had you, you had perspective, I guess, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, uh, especially when they're working alone, you have to kind of watch out for like getting really fond of your own work because you get reluctant to um, get rid of things that, that don't work or you, you're unable to see them. So yeah, it was like being able to see stuff with new eyes. Serving the story the best possible way, not kind of get, removing your ego, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's very you get attached to what you've spent your own time on, you know, you're like, I don't want to waste the hours I spent on this avenue that this dead end. Um, Cause I spent like three hours driving down the dead end. Yeah. But uh, once enough time has passed, you don't remember all of that effort you put in. So you're like, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, inter- it's definitely interesting. But do you remember the first day when you like, when you open up the files and started getting into it, was there a little bit of fear, insecurity? Like it must have been like it's always daunting to like come back to something after a couple of years because it's like you're a new person, but it's also like you have to get in that same headspace again, I guess, right? Yeah, I had to watch a lot of videos mostly because like I didn't remember um the software that I was using. I had just taken one class in it. So <laughs> I had to like really reacquaint myself with like how to basically navigate in that program um, and go back and forth between a lot of different programs while making it. So that definitely broke my brain, like uh, <laughs> a lot of bad keyboard shortcuts and that kind of thing. So you also did the sound design as well? Yes. How was that for yeah, you? The only, the only thing I didn't do are the male voices. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually really liked doing the sound design or the the timing. I I had been really dreading it. I um I'm not an editor. I hadn't edited anything on that scale. So I initially tried to make the animatic in Adobe After Effects, which was like a complete disaster because that's the program I know like the back of my hand. And um 
finally like that that was like a psychological obstacle just like I have to learn Premiere and and do a proper job of it and it ended up being great like Premiere is so easy and I it was a kind of an unexpected joy I really liked finding the timing and you know adding a couple of frames and suddenly the joke is funny like kind of thing taking away a few frames here ooh, suddenly it's funny like yeah. it was delightful so you definitely understand pace I guess right like you understand like what you just described like yeah there's a certain art to sound design it's like a, it's like it's you know you're kind of re redefining the film in a lot of ways yeah yeah I I think like uh it's easy for there to be like dead air. And um, I think I don't want to compliment myself because that's uh, that always makes you look ridiculous or you risk looking ridiculous. But my film is two minutes and 43 seconds. I don't think that there's a lot of like fat in it. You know, there's a lot of excess time. No, it's, it's amazing. You should, that's, this is what this podcast is for is for you to compliment yourself and then uh talk about the the great film that you made so it's like you know, <laughs> it, that's what it's for because it's like it's it's you know like it's it's a, it mixes genres as well right because it's a it's it's a from a tone pace standpoint it's a comedy but you know it's sci-fi it's animation but there's also like there's a there's a there's something in, there's like a thematic there's a deep thematic in there there's very it's very dramatic right like it's it's that, you know, it's almost like the, when the, it's the knock on the door, right? When you're lonely and it's like, and then you you see the person on the other side of the door. It's like, I don't want to talk to that person. <laughs> I did think pretend- it was interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I did think it was interesting in the actual uh, feedback video, how many people talked about how sad it was. Yeah. Um, Which of course it is. I just, I think I'm a little removed from it. And for me, it was like, I felt like I, was able to exercise my sadness out onto that guy. Cause it was like, I can either sit in my house and feel terrible for myself or I can like make fun of this, this poor, yeah. poor dude. <laughs> well, that's, they say great comedy is, is a combination of laughter and sadness. Right. So like <laughs> yeah, the, I think... the two polarizing emotions, like merging to, to make us laugh, I guess. Right. I guess so. Tragedy plus time. I've heard that one. Yeah. semantics we're talking about yeah it's it's the same kind of analogy right like it's like you know anything anything can be funny i guess right so yeah anything (laughs) can be funny yeah i I saw your your head spinning there for a second it's like anything i don't know about that but it's like (laughs) because yeah it's especially funny if it's like really dark and yeah a lot of people crying like (laughs) No, because you feel for the guy. You feel for the your your character, right? Where it's like, oh my god, it's like, because nobody. But the, that's what we. That's what many of us went through during COVID, right? So, especially in the first months, we're like, it's like you, they they they're saying, don't go outside, blah, blah, all these things, right? So it's like, you're you're trapped, but at the same time, you're being communicated by. You go on Twitter, and there's all this communication happening, but it's not the the communication you want, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I I felt like he was just, he was my most sort of primally desperate feelings in a hard time. Like, I feel like the whole film's most summed up in the scene where he, like, has the noose um, 
and he is thinking about killing himself and then gets shoved off the the platform and they repurpose it into a Christmas tree decoration. And I remember when I was boarding it, um, you know, all the other scenes had been pretty happy. And I was like, this is really emotional while I'm drawing him staring at this noose and contemplating his own death. And I was like, if this actually happened to someone, they'd just be like completely unable to, he'd be like so overwhelmed. So I just drew him standing there like heaving and sobbing and no one else paying attention. And I thought that was way funnier than him joining the Christmas party. Yeah. (laughs) It went, it, it did go dark. Yeah, totally. And so you kind of alluded. What did you? So what did you think about uh, the audience besides them saying it was like you're surprised how sad that was? What did you think what they felt about your film? Um, I really liked the last fellow, Benjamin Jefferson. Um, <laughs> I I thought he was. Uh, I could tell it like hit him. He was he was my audience. I was like that guy. It made me really happy to see. <laughs> because he got your film yeah yeah it seemed like very very uh genuine and it was cool because you know um none of those people are like my friends who are the only other people who have seen this this thing so far so you so then yeah you so you're submitting to festivals so it's like you're you obviously you want people to see your film i guess right oh yeah yeah that'd be nice it took a lot of work so um yeah when it when I first finished it I was like sending it to just just everyone that I could think of and people I had worked with years ago because it was a good excuse to get in contact with people um and yeah of course it's nice to have like strangers watch it that's what it's for I guess plus you know strangers can tell you if it's any good or not like your friends are going to be like oh my god you're so brilliant but yeah, there's no emotional connection. They're gonna they're gonna be honest, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. The strangers are gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, hopefully, the people you know, there isn't. My friends have an emotional connection. Yeah. yeah hopefully, yeah, yeah. You do. You you were like thinking about that for a second. Hmm. So, are you gonna make another like? Uh, I know you work and you it, it takes up a lot of your time. Are you gonna make another independent uh, animation film? No, I, I have an idea for one, but uh, it kind of, maybe it kind of depends like how this one goes. I feel like I haven't really gotten enough attention yet for this one. Mm-hmm. Once I get like enough units of attention, I can think about um, disconnecting from the world for another six months and like <laughs> sitting at my house because it's hard to do by yourself, you know, like I I um, didn't really see anyone for four months. So it was like, I was making this film about isolation while being pretty isolated. And people are like, what's going on with you? And you say, "Uh, nothing, just sitting in the dark by myself. So I'm a little reluctant. Maybe in a few months, I'll I'll have more stamina. (laughs) I'll think about it more seriously. That's kind of like meta in a second. It's like you're making a film about isolation, but you have you're, you have to be isolated to make an animation film about this sub- subject. So, at least right now, yeah. In the olden days, you worked on a crew, but maybe not for something like this. <laughs> you can always collaborate too, right? So, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about that. That would make it that would make it faster and probably better because I like one thing that's wonderful about. Uh, the animation machine that I work for is like 
collaborative environment, you sort of get the best of everybody's talents and you get this thing that's so much better than the sum of its parts. Like, you know, I'm not a great animator by any stretch, but like I have some friends that can, you know, yeah. they're like milk call. They're amazing. So maybe if I can entice them. But it's all about the, yeah, but that's the whole point. It's all about the right people, right? It's all about the right crew. Like you see these, like these amazing, like, um, these amazing animation movies, like these Pixar movies. And like, I just watched with my kids like Toy Story 4, which is an almost a perfect movie. And it's like, but the, the director talks about like how he, all these animators are just, they're, they're the ones who made the film. They're amazing people. And like how they worked on the film for two years and in that kind of like, it's, it's a great team of people, but it's like, that's an art in itself finding that group of people to do that amazing, amazing project and everybody's making it a little bit better, I guess. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, like if you get a great designer, that's going to like elevate anything to the next level. If you get um, a team of great animated, I mean, everyone's going to add something. It's, it's definitely my favorite part of this medium. For yeah. Sure. There's something amazing, but not many people know about it because it's, it's nobody's like I've, there's been movies about it but it's like it has it's not documented per se and people even me I'm asking you what you do like in the beginning it's like what does this mean I don't understand it's like it's like it's 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 a it's an art that that not many people are aware of like how how much people are involved and involved in making a film or making a television show oh I know like to this day my parents are like oh it took you six months to make a Two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got it. It's hard to make something out of nothing. Yeah. Drawing frame by did. frame, right? Tell them there's 24 frames a second and you have to make a picture every you know, <laughs> times that by, you know, how many, whatever. Yeah. Sorry. 163 minutes or yeah. I guess how many you how much, how long your film is. Right. So. Oh yeah, like everything takes time. That I have an insert shot of a puzzle. I had to draw the illustration on the puzzle. That was a Saturday. Yeah, that's 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 funny. That that was a Saturday, not not a day. <laughs> that was a whole day. Saturday to Saturday night, Saturday evening, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's amazing. It's like and even like there's obviously the, the there's a difference between the films like oh, I just described like a Pixar film than a kind of like a Family Guy or BoJack Horseman where like there's a, the, the continuity is already there. I guess, the, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's a structure is already in place, I guess. Right. When they're making the TV shows. In terms um, of they have to figure it out for each show yeah. to start with, but then yes, once it's on, once the train is running, it doesn't derail often. Yeah. And it's just having the, the tight story, the tight comedy and like obviously new, new things, I guess happening. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. It's it's the heyday, right, for animation TV shows. Um, I yeah, it has been. Um, things are are there's a lot of stuff being made, and, and during the pandemic, you know, animation benefited in in some ways because nothing else was um, able to be made. Like I never stopped working throughout, which is I think there was a at one point like 95% of the entertainment industry was out of work and someone was like, who's the 5%? It's like, oh, it's us. The, animation, <laughs> the animators. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really make any difference. Um, I, everyone I know, every studio, I mean, all of the studios are still remote. My studio is still remote. 
Really? Uh huh. I'm still working at home. It's it's great, actually. I love it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just there's no real reason to like we all make stuff on computers, so unless you're writing, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, well, because well, the COVID came at that time where like say it was ten years before, maybe that the technology wasn't there for you to do. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't there for you to do it at home, right? So it's kind of perfect. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it rushed a transition that otherwise would have taken maybe decades. Um, you know, it was inconceivable prior to the pandemic that like we could have jobs and stay home. But um, I think it's it's great. Like the time it happened in my life, I just think of the thousands of hours I'm not going to spend driving over the course of my lifetime. I love that. Yeah, the car companies don't. But yeah, you like it. Yeah. <laughs> so change goes <laughs> yeah no ex- exactly so did, so how would it work though does your like does your boss or your supervisor like contact you every day or like how does it work or you just got a project and like come see us in two weeks when the project's done there's a lot of video conferencing like right now there's a lot of sharing screens um you know i'm working on a project right now with a coworker, and we, throughout the day we just call each other and show each other what we're doing we work off of a shared server um it's pretty it's pretty fluid yeah that's so cool and you you don't think that you'll never go back you don't think they'll ever kind of bring you guys back um i don't think that it will return to what it was pre-pandemic i think there will be probably you know a um a move back towards like the studio or office space on, you know, some part-time basis, but people are, are pretty attached to to staying home now. And yeah. it's, it's too embedded. You know, I mean, I know people who moved away and moved out of LA because it's, I don't know if you've heard, but it's quite expensive here. <laughs> so yeah, ta- like, high taxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there are, I know a lot of people who, you know, bought houses uh, elsewhere in the country. Um, and that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out in the long run. But no, I don't think you can put that genie back in the bottle. Like you go to like Rugal, Nevada, which is like four hours away from you. It's like the, the I'm assuming the rent in the houses are half the price, I guess. Right. In L.A. Probably less than half. Yeah. Yeah. Less than half. So. And if you're not going, you don't have to go to work. Then why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I feel like. For me, I got a lot of like concentration out of being out of work from home. I was able to learn how to do stuff that like required really deep, um, immersive concentration that was very hard to achieve in the studio space. But in the studio, you learn from other people. So there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. The the pros is that you don't have to drive. You're going to save money on on, an energy on the on the commutes. And then the cons are like, there isn't that, there's that, not that collaboration that could occur. That could occur, I guess. Right. But then the flip side is that you can have some idiot beside you all day. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) you you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, (laughs) we've all had that, right. That person that, you know, like in your movie where like the person who you don't want being beside you. Right. So. Oh yeah. I did feel like I got to kind of get out some, frustration in the way I depicted people you know I I feel like the most important of the crowd of people he rejects is the gunman 
because that's something that just makes me so angry and so frustrated yeah. and feel so like impotent. So I was able to put like a dude with an AR-15 in space. Sure, why not? You know, I put like a preacher on a soapbox because everyone's got their soapbox. Yeah. Um, I, I put those dudes like beating up the one guy. It, it was like a way to sort of get out a lot of um, sort of latent fr- frustration I've had. These are your my words, not yours, but you didn't want the Trump voters in, into the spacecraft. That's basically what, what was happening. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't go like, no, I, I wouldn't know. reduce it to that. <laughs> no, I, it was more, I, I, I felt like the soapbox thing. It's like everyone's loud and uh, angry and people don't really listen to each other. And um, I, you know, everyone's got that megaphone. So I wanted him in there too. Yeah. Well, congratulations on, on the film. I loved it. The, our audience Thanks. loved it. I'm glad you like Benjamin so much. I'll let him know. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He comes in and out. Like he'll 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 he he's come in he comes in and out during his his uh, time. He's an entertaining uh, fella. So I'm glad you like that. <laughs> so um, I know so I saw his Funko Pop. So I was like, that's that's my dude. <laughs> yeah, that's your dude. And it's you're the first person out of maybe a thousand interviews who's called out a specific person too. So I love oh it. no, no, I love it. It's great. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you did it in the blog interview too so it's, it's fantastic okay so why don't we talk again and maybe in a year or so when you make your next film and i think you should <laughs> and uh, i know you're busy but i think you got something you're you got a you got a momentum i think you got you're on to something so um uh, great talking to you and uh enjoy the enjoy your work in los angeles yeah thank you very nice to meet you one two three four five six